Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. Um, it's a new look. Uh, let's see how it goes. I'll probably break it between now and the end of the show, but that's how it goes. I'm Gav. With me, I have Grizz, I have Shani, and I have Phil. And tonight, we're going to have a look at Liverpool against Bilbao and possibly forward to Osasuna tomorrow. We're going to have a little chat around Harvey Elliott. Andy Robertson, Norwich away. And I suppose we look at Klopp and we look at different bits and pieces as we go. Um, here we go, lads. Um Shawnee, how are you, my man? Good, all good. That's I just great. want to clear up that I'm not actually banged up abroad. <laughs> I'm yeah. bang, I'm back home, okay. and I'm just back to the I regular. Banged up back home. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm in ascending up to the blading gates of St. Peter to have a chat room. Looks like you're three yeah. steps away, man. No, but uh, no, it's all good. It's great to be back home in sunny Dublin. Of course, yeah. it hasn't stopped raining for a week, hasn't it? No. Oh, you brought it. You know the way you say, I'll oh, bring that weather home with you when you're going on holiday. Yeah. You didn't. Um, I'll take it out of my suitcase tomorrow, I promise. Um, well, look, uh, we're glad to have you back in Dublin because it means then we can go drinking with you, which is cool. Um, Grizz, how are you? I'm all right. First, um, making, it's like making a debut on this new what, software. What's the, what's yeah. the word for it? Software is the word, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit trying to get my bearings. Like You, know, you don't have to seeing, do anything. You just do exactly what you do every other week. I know. But he's at the breaking. At the breaking himself, look. Now he's What's back. That? Am I back? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a bit nervous, but listen. Listen, I'm with some pros, so I'll be alright. Okay. They'll see me through. I don't know who they are, but okay. If you believe that. Phil, how are you, my man? A one Sharon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I've just figured out where all the comments are. I'm, I'm happy now. I can like, read them for the evening. It's oh, fine. okay. I you... can't. Where's the comments? 
up in the right hand side, up in the right hand corner, there's like a little um, like question mark or, or something bubble. And you press that, all the co- comments. Yeah, yeah. Oh he shouldn't God. have told Grace that he, he, he wasn't going to be able to cheat at competitions. <laughs> you, see, for a he was you see, this this is what happens. This, this is what happens. This is what happens, right? When Grace Khan is asked numerous amount of times to come on, and you know, any chance you can test this anytime no no no, no, no. I, I will do it I will do it and then just shows up on the night no no How everything's under control work? now okay everything's under control just Phil just told me that mm-hmm. and thanks Phil I told you mm-hmm. just a bit of advice and I'm ready to go okay I've got the comments okay. there you go Grizz I'm always here for you bro <laughs> so lads um, Liverpool against Athletic Club Bilbao as they like to be called today at Anfield a one-all draw um, fans back on the ground which was great to see and Shawnee after watching the game, you know, I don't really take much notice of results and stuff like that, but just watching the way Liverpool play, particularly in the first half, they looked sharp, didn't they? A week out, like from the Premier League starting. Yeah, very sharp, Gav. And you could see, you could see the added 10% that the crowd there gives. And look, that's, that's something that's often thrown about that it's a bit mythical and all, but we are definitely one of the sort of sides that feeds off that, you know what I mean? And you could mm. see today there was an extra 10%. The, the press was there and the intensity that was there from kickoff. And he looked very sharp in possession. And t- admittedly, I haven't seen much of preseason this year. The first game I watched in the preseason was during the week with Bologna. And even then, I thought they were very, very sharp. So it's looking good. Um, results don't really matter. Hopefully, Hopefully Robertson's not too bad, which I don't think he will be. I think there's a lot of overreaction. Like I think people were. I had fellas in, in WhatsApp diagnosing him after one replay. So look, <laughs> that's just the way of the world at the moment is. I think he'd be all right. Um, <laughs> it was just really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out for the season after a replay, didn't even see him slow down in real time. Look at it. People are mad, but look, Simakas is one who's really stood out in the preseason. So. It's time for him to shit a graph the pot if he's thrown in now. And look, I wouldn't have any uh, reservations if he was thrown in now against Norwich. Uh, I'd probably just be wrapping him up in Cottonwall and probably only giving him a half an hour tomorrow against Osasuna because I think it's mad that we're playing another 90 minutes tomorrow. But look, that's that's pre-season and that's just how it is at the moment. But yeah, just great to see a full Anfield again. Well, an almost full Anfield again makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, Muhammad Yogi wants to know if Phil would do him a favour and make his Sunday by opening the fridge. There you go. Loads of milk um, in the fridge. Oh, milk hey. There you go. Uh, Phil, like just doing requests early doors. But, Grizz, you know, when you, the team I've seen today, I think is fairly close to what we will see against Norwich on next Saturday evening. And when you, when you look at them all together, you know, like Salah's had a full pre-season um, Mane as well. You've, you've had players coming back. It's been fairly smooth. Thiago got a slight knock, but other than that, it's been good. Like, are, are you happy with what you've seen going into next week? Because we've seen pre-seasons where Liverpool have been poor um, right up until the opening day and then they just go and explode and away they go. Like, Is there anything to read into today? Are, are, you, are you happy with it? Yeah, look, like Shawnee said, I think most of us will agree who gives a shit about the results. What you look for is like sort of a gradual... Increase in intensity, fitness levels, you know, uh, patterns of play. And I think we saw that, especially in that first 45 minutes. Um, of course, with the with the, with the the packed Anfield, it was fucking beautiful, wasn't it? It felt like a proper game of football. 
Um, you know, that you couldn't hear the players shouting. Although I heard when they had a corner, I heard Virgil say, focus in. And that just got me going anyway. I got well horny when he said that because like, <laughs> that's what we missed. No, I did. Because he okay. said, he said I heard him say, focus in. And when, when Virgil shouts like that, like it can, mean, it can make grown men quiver at the knees. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the, the intensity, the pressing in that first half, because Bill Bell... Their manager is a is a fiery little so and so, and his team were up for it. You could tell. Yeah. Um, you know they they tried to pressurize us. They tried to put press on us, but we we calmed them down. We had a dodgy opening five ten minutes, and then we really you know like the old Liverpool at home. You could see it, and I missed it, and it was lovely to see. Yeah, and and all the players, all the usual lads, you could see the intensity in their play. Mane, Jota, Jota died down a little bit, but. But we're, obviously, we're going to come to speak about the main man himself, Salah. He hasn't scored in preseason, but my God, does he look fit and sharp. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going to come and talk about the other individuals if you want in, 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 in sort of um, isolation. But I thought the intensity and the fitness of the lads was um, was there to see. Yeah, I thought so. Like, Phil, I, I might as well open with this question to you. Did you watch the game? <laughs> Genuinely, quite, watched- genuine question. I watched the first half. I, 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 oh, that's all right. Pre-season, preseason games with Klopp, it's irrelevant trying to take too much out of them. Um, they're there to get fitness and they're there to get pieces up. So we're playing a game tomorrow, so it's very hard. I think the one bit for us to take away from it was to look at who potentially starts against Norwich. If you look at that side, um, he tends to go with the guys he's had longest in pre-season. We know that but there's always one or two wild cards that are thrown in. I know we get on to talk to it. And I just want to get it. For me, the question mark still sits around the midfield. I looked at the front three. I thought they're flying. I think they're absolutely flying out, yeah. out the door. <clears throat> Jose looks looks so lively. It's so great to see a three who are just moving around all over the place, right? Um, yeah. And then at the back, despite the rustiness that's there between Matip and Van Dijk, given how long they've been out for, like Matip's been out for more or less since the since the turn of the year, and Van Dijk was out from October last year. Uh, and th- you can see that well the security that's there for the two fullbacks to get on. Both fullbacks are able to push on, which which they had weren't able to do last season. So immediately it changes the way we play. Um, so it's good to see those those patterns of play re-emerge from what we are, those long switches that were missing so much for last season that Van Dijk instigates from the back and is able to do it because both Robertson and, and Trent are pushed so far on. Midfield's still a big question. I think Elliot was great um, from, from looking at him uh, in terms of what we're seeing. I think he's done really well throughout the pre-season. Uh, I have big concerns if we have to rely on Milner to open the season, and that's not a slight in Milner. I just think at, at, at 38 or whatever age he is at this stage, like he is sort of a good squad player and a good option to have off your bench but to start the league with the quality we already have in midfield I think it's a bit sort of, despite the lack of training time they've had um, I'd still prefer to see some of those lads in there and then you've got the enigma that's Keita he does really well for the goal I thought for me he was he, again for me Keita's whole pre-season has been a decline as opposed to an incline um, he starts off so well in the first initial pre-season games and his performance levels for me have deteriorated as we've gone through the, through the matches itself and again, today he's he, he wasn't one of the strong. If you were to stack him and Elliot up, 
I know we're going to talk about the, 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 our, our choice for Norris, but if we stack him and Elliot up, I'd, I'd, I'd have Elliot over him if I was going to play Milner and Fabinho. No, honestly, God, Johnny, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm straight nah, up. I think come I, on, I, you don't, you don't like not, KD, that's, you don't. Well, I, you don't. I want him to do well. I want him to do well, but I've yeah. I, I removed the hyper role that's around him, and I'm just I'm just looking at a guy who yeah, every time he does one good thing, people are hugely to rush to it. But then you step back and you say, can you rely on him to impact or impose himself on the game? And he doesn't. He's good in the midfield that has players that impose himself in there. Outside of that, he never well, imposed he, He's imposed game. himself in this preseason, if you ask me, from what I've seen of him. He's doing stuff that I've never seen him do, which gives me a little bit of hope. Now, I'm not going to hang hang me hopes on him for the whole season because we all know, look, we've been down this road before with, with Naby Keita. And I'm one of the people who wouldn't doubt his ability at all, but just his availability. Again, look, this conversation we're having already, but... I'm seeing him doing things that I'm not normally seeing him do. He's snapping into 50-50s. He's pressing the goalkeeper when they're getting the ball back. Like he, he's, doing, he's doing stuff that I haven't seen him doing yet, playing for Liverpool. Not, not since the very first preseason. And look, you can only give the fella the benefit of the doubt because no matter how long it takes him to go, if he gets going this season, that's great for us. And if he doesn't, we won't rely on him anyway. But to say you'd have Elliot over him, I think, I think it's a bit mad. I think... When you're looking at the way preseason has gone, Keita will probably be definitely one of the names on the TG for Norwich. And that's because I only think that because I think the rest of the lads aren't fit. Like, you don't get me wrong. If I think if Thiago has a full preseason and Henderson has a full preseason, maybe he doesn't play. You know what I mean? But you just, you have to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt here. And look, Keita may play Norwich and then not play again for another five or six weeks. And, and that will be the Naby Keita we know. But look, going on what we've seen in the last two or three games, we've seen stuff from Keita now that we haven't really, really, really seen before. And he does impose himself on games. I don't, I don't get the idea that he does nothing. I don't. Agree with he you. Well, I, he does. He commits I, I, players. I don't, I don't he commits sound, players. You go. That's I've fair seen, enough. But I've, I've seen Wijnaldum impose himself on games where we saw there's a game that that Wijnaldum owned the game again. I go back to. I think if Keita is in there. With Fabinho and a Henderson, he's going to look great. I think if he's, I think if he's in there and being asked to be the player that is the one that's driving it on, it just doesn't happen. And I'd, I'd have a big question mark of. Whereas when I looked at um, Elliot today, and, and, and it's not, I, I think Keita will start. I think the midfield is going to be Fabinho, Milner, and Keita that starts against. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. But I know, but I think it's, right. <laughs> it's, it's quite obvious. Well, let, like, I think that's... I think Kate is the first name on the in the midfield uh, lineup. I think he's the first name on the list at the moment, at the moment, because of the fact that Henderson's not back, Thiago Fabinho's just back. So I think he's the first name uh, when it comes to midfield, and then he picks the other two around him. But of course, um, what I well, just my quick two pence. I know you want to probably want to move on from Kate. No, I want to have a word on as well. Oh, okay. So my thing is, my struggle with him was. Um, running back. Now, now, I know that seems the most basic thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think to yourself, what do you mean running back? But it's that true is- because because it, to me, it seemed, without having the stats and everything to the eye test, it seemed he's very good at front foot pressing, but when he's turned or when the ball is gone, his tracking back or his speed of tracking back sometimes left me a bit, come on, Nabby, like, but I've seen a different, and I agree with Shawnee, I've seen a different Nabi, and I know his preseason and all that, but I have seen bits that he hasn't done before. 
maybe this 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 fitness guy, Avi says it brilliantly, his name, I'm not even gonna fucking try to attempt it, right? It's some fitness bloke that we've got in. Almost, almost specifically to make sure Nabi is 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 fit, stays fit. So look, let's give it a bash. We're not in a position to get rid of him and bring anyone in right now. So we gotta we gotta go with it. I think I, I think we'll need to be on the fitness thing. I yeah, it is what it is. You, there's no point in talking about it every week about Nabi Kate's mm. fitness. It may come up as an as an issue when we get, you know, six, ten, fifteen, twenty games into the season. What I've noticed about Nabi Kate is and I think you're right, I think some things today in the game where Bilbao tried to break and he was he was chasing, he gave away an odd free kick, and I've no issue with that. Smart free kicks in the middle of the park, I've no problem with that. Take him down, reset, good, no problem. What I've noticed about him is that and it's probably from my own kind of watching of him. I've gone into games. I don't want. I'm not bothered if Nabi Keita beats three and four, and you know all this dynamism. I think you've seen him being a little bit more like a mid Liverpool midfielder that you're used to watching. And what I mean by that is, he's kept it simple. He's moved up. He's moved up fast. You know, he hasn't done anything over eccentric. He's got through his walk, and I think he's been very, very good this preseason. You know, the fitness thing will always hang over him, but I think overall, looking at him as a preseason whatever four or five games he's played, I don't think he's done much wrong. You know, I think he's I think he's being very good, you know, overall. But I think the biggest thing I've seen him is that he just looks like, yeah, that's that's what Liverpool midfielder does. That's what Liverpool midfielder does. He gets it, he gives it to the full back, he gives gets it back, he moves it and stuff like that. He's a he probably doesn't hold it as well as Wijnaldum, but nobody really does. But I think overall over over preseason, I think he's I think he's being fine, but the proof will be in the pudding. You know, I think I think it might be K to stay as fit. You know, I think he's, he, we've all said it, he's a massive asset to Liverpool if he stays fit. But also, I think he's, for me, finally starting to look like a player that Liverpool want to play in the midfield. And Liverpool have kind of tuned into the midfield a little bit. Now, I could be completely wrong. He could go and beat three players at the weekend and score and that, and done, do nothing else. But that's just the way I've seen it. Um, Shani, I want to come to you because one of the big things to come out of the game, unfortunately has been um, the injury to Andy Robertson, right? So Andy Robertson on Instagram has said, your support today was amazing. Thank you for all your messages. I'm positive, but let's see what tomorrow brings. My heart was in my mouth, Sean, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, I think judging by Klopp's reaction in the pre-match and the post-match and the fact Robertson walked off the pitch, and his message as well on Instagram would suggest to me that, look, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks uh, and no more, I don't think. And the thing is, I think we play two or three league games and it's an international break anyway. So I don't think it's a massive... Uh, I can't see this being a two or three-month job. That's just my initial feeling because Klopp says he got back to the dressing room and he'd no pain and we'll just have to see how it is tomorrow now. It's all precautionary, like you know what I mean. If they thought it was really bad, he goes off on a stretcher today. They don't take any chances. Yeah. Do you know, like, <coughs> so let's just see, Gav. And look, the the fact of the matter is, is we have Simicast there now. He was bought for this very reason, so he's got to step up now. And it, it's as simple as that. So let's let's see what tomorrow brings. And I'd be confident now in Simicast playing the the two or three weeks, or four weeks maybe that he's out because. If you have a Virgil and Matip, you've leaders in the back there and Allison there, you can get away with having those players. It's not like last year if Robertson was out and you're playing uh, Reese Williams and, and Nat Phillips. 
yeah, yeah, really struggling for leaders there. It's again another situation this season where we have our leaders back all over the pitch. So look, obviously Robertson will be a miss, but uh, I'd be confident enough going forward with with Simicast for the time that's needed. Yeah, like you're right, Johnny. What you're saying, like when when it happened, I I seen his reaction immediately when he hit the ground. And then you could see a couple of players' reaction, Naby Keita in particular, and I thought, this could be bad, you know, and he, Robertson doesn't usually stay down, and I thought, oh. and then the stretcher, but then of course he, he does walk off and, you know, he's, he's positive and stuff like that, which that, that's great, and, you know, hopefully it is, a, you never know, he could just turn and go look on Grant, but if it's three or four weeks, so be it, that's, that's the way things go, but Phil, Simicast looks like he's the replacement there at left back, but, not only bringing him in, but like watching that first half today, like Matip and Gomez are just fucking brilliant. Or Matip and VVD, sorry, they're just brilliant. Now I know it was an open game. Bilbao got in behind us a couple of times, but like your man Nicky Williams, Nicky Williams is that his name? He tries to run. He tries to run. Um, he tries to run Matip down the the, the air right hand side, and Matip just literally puts him in the cop, takes the ball, and runs away. How big is it to have the likes of them back field? Because I thought today, oh, more than any any of the preseason games, looking at them, going, ah, oh, yeah, this is what it's all about. Back to normality. I, I could see the the normal run from the two centre backs in terms of how they play and, and what they do. I still see massive, not massive, but big gaps in terms of their ability to read the game at the top, top pace, at the top levels that they have for us. But I think that's just minutes. And I think every team going in will have X amount of minutes under their belt and they'll all, they'll all take a while to get up to speed. Fingers crossed, Matip doesn't pick up an injury. We, we've said it here, Matip and, and Van Dijk, people, I heard Stephen Warnock on, on the television today go on about that Gomez would be his first choice beside Van Dijk. Sadly, lads, um, Klopp sees Matip and Van Dijk as his first choice centre-backs and always has when the two of them have been fit they're the two guys who go straight in and uh, the question is can Kanaze break the, that to become the, the, the player alongside uh, Van Dijk or can Gomez force his way back in I thought one of the uh, Nigel Spackman made an interesting comment that, they t- that he believes that they will may hold Gomez back um, till the end of September or so because the feeling seems to be that Gomez's injury because it was spontaneous as opposed to an impact injury has has potentially the greater impact in terms of longer term for recovery and a slower recovery too so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out um, but I think again the idea that we've lost Robertson or lose Robertson for a couple of games and who knows Robertson is like a, is made as iron brew and steel so there's probably no way he's going to he's probably fine he's probably doing laps tonight around around downfield just to see how strong his ankle is and I'd, I'd say if he is missing, Simicast to me has probably been the standout performer of the preseason in terms of what we were oh. expecting to have and what we what, what he started to deliver on. Honest to God, I, look at any time I've seen him play in terms of what he's doing, he's he's been exactly what we want. And and, and you could argue some of his crosses has been far more dangerous than Robertson Robertson has been over the last few months. And that's not a slight on what Andy Robertson has done or is for us. But it was great to see somebody else provide a really really threatening delivery from the ball from the left hand side. Um, and again, you look at Robertson. You look at how many minutes he's played since since he's come to the club, since he got into the side. And it's great to know that if he is out for a couple of games, we don't have this huge big worry about well, who's going to step in? What type of emergency cover are we going to play? Milner at left back and hopefully get away with it for the few games he's out. So, to me, I'm I'm, I'm not worried. I, I'm I'm delighted. And with the two boys at, at centre back there to guide Simicast through, which he didn't have last season, I've absolutely no worries about going to the first 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 league game of the season with that with that four. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I like to look at Simicast when I see him. I thought maybe a bit lightweight, but 
he seemed, especially when I see, watched him last preseason. You know, I thought he looked really sharp. He loved going forward. He tracked back well. Maybe a little bit lightweight, but this summer I think, and in this preseason I think he's he stepped it up a little bit. And I think, you know, he was very unlucky last year with, with COVID and injuries and stuff like that. But I think I think he's more than able deputy. And I think with the midfielders that we have and the centre backs that we have back, I think it's. It, it's okay to put Simakas in there and say, you know what, three, four league games. A bit like, remember Adrian for, for Allison, and we were like, look, we have enough players around there to protect them, you know, if, if anything goes wrong. And I think, I don't, I'm not saying Simakas needs protection or protecting, but he's coming in like it would be literally like this. You were the fourth choice left back for the next four weeks. You know, that's a different thing to last season when he was coming on for 20 as a left wing back or even a left midfielder sometimes. And I think um, with the players we have around it, it's absolutely brilliant. Grizz, Captain uh, Celta Boy says it's clear VVD is still not fit yet, but improving every game. I, I agree with that. I, he's not, he's not 100% match sharp yet, but it's great to see him, isn't it, Grizz? Like 20 minutes, I think 40 minutes and then 70 minutes. It's building up all the time. And, and for me, like, he's back. I don't, I don't, I can't see anyone holding Gomez. Maybe we don't know. Canate's there, Matip's there, but I, I can't see him holding VVD back now. I think he's he's good to go. Yeah, initially before today, I would have said no chance for well, not no chance for Norwich. But I would have said slim chance for Norwich. The way he's built up his time, and as you said today, he played seventy minutes, and I will say he was, you know, shaky call it what you want, rusty, whatever, because that's absolutely normal. He was, you know, after being nine, 10 months or whatever, nearly a year out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be normal. But I don't know, Gav. I'm not sure if he, if he, I think tomorrow will, will give a good <laughs> indication. If Kanate only plays 45 minutes, that might be an indication. I don't know. Back. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what the rest of the guys think. It's a tricky one for me. Um, just having him there, as you said, makes a, a huge difference. He actually intimidates players. So even though if you try to attack VVD right now, you probably could run him or run over him because he's not as sharp as he could. There was a couple of times where, for example, the goal, a fit alert Vir Virgil doesn't let that cross get in or that ball go across. Mm -hmm. He gets there in time to block it. There is absolutely, that's absolutely normal, sorry. Um, but just the aura of the lad, and just as I said, just, just for that corner, when I heard him say, focus in, like he just said it loudly, like clearly, and everyone just kind of focused. <laughs> um, I, I think I think you're right. I think I, I tend to agree with you that now that the way he's building up, you just don't hold back Virgil van Dijk. If there's an 80%, do you remember that argument we used to have? If there's an 80% Virgil van Dijk, you still play him over everyone else. There's an argument to play him for 60 against Norwich and if you're 2 or 3 nil up, you bring on a Canati or a Matip or Gomez or whoever, whoever's left well, out look, with this, this is the position we're in now. <laughs> like You look at last year when we were scraping together, boys, to play centre-back. Like, mm. Hopefully this doesn't turn out to a thing every week that he was going to partner Van Dijk. Like, it's horses for courses. And like Chris said, he hit the nail on the head. An 80% Van Dijk is an 80% Van Dijk and he goes in your eleven. And 80% Van Dijk is in every 11 in the world. And just going quickly back to the fact that Simicast is coming in, the fact he's more of a like-for-like -like player than Andy Robertson would suggest that it won't, do, it won't hamper the balance of the team much yeah. because he's not he's not too dissimilar to the player that Robertson is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, it, it, it's great that we're even able to have these conversations because, look, mm. the early talk in pre-season was that 
Gomez and Van Dijk wouldn't even be considered, that he wouldn't be part of pre-season squads. They were saying that he might only get a run out in the Bilbao game. Like They were talking, yeah. the local journals were basically saying he might just play this game. But he played 60 minutes the other day against Bologna. He plays a full game, if I'm not mistaken. And then he plays the 70 today. So they will know exactly the threshold that, that Virgil has. And obviously he's I think rusty. He's done, yeah, I think f- he's done 20, I think he's done 40-something against... Um, Bologna was Bologna, it and then 70 yeah. today yeah. yeah so it's building you know yeah. like and it, it's like cycling a bike you never lose it and it, the big thing if Rachel is not defensively sharp that's that's not a massive worry to me because it, that comes with game time but it was great to see today that ability to zing the ball about and get us out just yeah. like that and change the tempo of the game with his passing range, and it, it's funny because you're looking at like, you're looking at strikers now, and they wouldn't dare press Virgil pre-injury, but they're trying to do it now. You know what I mean? I wonder how long that'll last. They're learning about a month's time. Yeah, <laughs> they're learning about a month's time. Um, I want to move on to another. Oh, before you do move on to another oh, thing, yeah, you're going again. Go on. No, no, no. Honestly, because <laughs> me and you, because I want to bring it up, especially with you here, mm. right, as well, because me and you, we've had varying opinions of Joe Matip. Mm-hmm. Okay, what a over the years. Mm-hmm. Over the, no, Shawnee. Class. He's, he's, class. he's different class. He's fucking class. Fully fit. He's Bellerin. the second. Fully fit. He's the second best centre back in the league for me. No, he's, he's too. He's so good. And and you and and I know Phil spoke about Nabi and, and and before in previous shows as well in terms of fitness and weighing up. Is he worth the risk and keeping him? There's a massive debate with with Nabi in terms of is it worth keeping him. I've come round, Gav. I've swung full... Is it 180 Circle. degrees? Is yeah, 180. 180. Yeah. If you do 360, you're just back where you started. Yeah, yeah. so 180. I've yeah. done a full 180, right? <laughs> and I'm on the other side now, right? Yeah. And I think Matip's 12 to 15 games a season. Right? I'll get slaughtered in the comments by some. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think he's worth keeping for those 12 to 15 games because when he plays those 12, 15 games, again, he's the best centre-back in my opinion, one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League. He doesn't, even when he comes back, he's not rusty. He doesn't take yeah. time to get into the groove. He was fucking, that, that Inaki Williams is a quick fucker. Oh, he's he put him in the car. Like he just put him and in the he like tried to, and, and he tried to, and he tried to take him on the outside or whatever. And, and Joel Matip just brushed him aside, kept up with him and then brushed him aside. And his passing and his assured, assuredness on the ball is I love Joel Matip, Gav, now. I'm sorry. I don't know if you share the oh. same opinion anymore. Like, um, have you done a 180? No. I, I I stand by the fact that Joel Matip is a brilliant centre-back. Um, I, I still stand by that he's not fit long enough. He might prove me wrong this season. I, I've no problem with the idea that, that you hold on to him because you, you're just comfortable with the 15 games a season. But the 15 games a season is only comfortable with, but with what, who's left when he's out. You know, and I think... With, with who you have with Van Dijk and Gomez coming back from long-term injuries and you have Canate coming in, to, regardless of how good he is, he's coming into a new country, a new league. Um, and I just still be a bit worried that, you know, if, if a Van Dijk or Gomez gets injured and then Matip goes and, and gets himself injured, which he has done in the past, he has track record for it, who you're left with? And you're probably left with, you know, if a Van Dijk goes, you're left with a Gomez, that... Okay, fine. You're left with Canate then. That you're not. You don't know where a season's going to go. I think he's been very impressive. But that's where I get, have the problem with Matip is that what he leaves behind him when he gets injured is what I'm worried about. And don't get me wrong, going into the start of last season, 
I'm fine with it because Van Dijk and Gomez didn't have them injuries. But now they have, and you can't get away from that. And I know you, you try to look forward and what happened last season won't happen again. But in the back of people's minds, you have to think nine or ten months out. You know, you have to you have to think like that. And don't get me wrong, if, if Matip stays if Matip stays fit, I think he actually go and plays with Van Dijk before the other two. If he's fit, I genuinely believe that. But we'd have to we'd have to wait and see. But but today, I thought he was, oh, I thought he was brilliant. I really twenty games, it. twenty games. You're getting twenty games out of Matip every season since we signed him, right? I think one season he did 34, 25. But you get no, it's far less few. It's less. Is it's it? less few? His average well, is twelve and a half. Uh, you know, twelve and a half games. Half, half is the game he came off. Twelve, 12 and a half games. Fuck off, this. Twelve and a half games. Yeah, yeah. It's mental. No I know. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His average is 12 and a half games a season, yeah. I'm going straight into the transfer market now. Go Four ahead and look it up. That's, that's, that's why why, why do you do that? Why tier do you one, that? lads. Tier one. Why do you do that? Let's move on. I'm actually going to text Matt and ask because okay. he's the only one that I trust Matt knows everything. Yeah. But let's have a look at this. And it's a tweet I've seen earlier with regards to Harvey Elliott, right? So the tweet reads, Harvey Elliott reminds me of a Jack Realish type player. Think he has a lot to learn. His right foot has to improve his decision making, etc. Which is fine. He's eighteen, but I'm completely convinced we have a superstar in the making. I can't wait to see him play competitively for us. And Shawnee, I come to you because he's been played in an eight in this preseason. You know, one of the midfield three rather than stuck out wide. He and and it's been interesting because Klopp has tried to get what he thinks is his front three on the pitch as much as possible. You know, get them on and get them playing and get them into a rhythm. And I was kind of looking on, oh, Harvey Elliott in the midfield three. But I think he's done really, really well. And then when he goes out wide later in the game, he nearly scores an absolute brilliant goal. But I agree with this guy, Lou. I think he's an absolute superstar in the making. He turns that fullback inside out. Your man must have been cross-eyed by the time he was finished with him. And he's so unlucky not to score. But he looks so mature for 18, Sean. He yeah, looks like yeah. he's willing to put the work in as well. He's not, he's not doing fancy stuff. And then when the ball goes the other side of him, He's he's not running back. He seems to be good and you know he's he's not always looking to just attack, attack, attack. Like he was on a break in the first half. He got about two towards away of the pitch, and then he took a second, looked, and went, oh, "Hold on, let's slow it down and play." Like he, he looks like he has everything, Shawnee, at eighteen years of age. Yeah, like you said, when you see him in the midfield three, you're kind of thinking, "What's Klopp trying to do here?" Because my first, my initial thought to have Elliot being involved this year was that. You're literally just going to give him Shaq's role and Shaq's minutes. Like, he was literally just going to do exactly what Shaq does. Um, and appears it's anything but because Klopp has trusted him in, a, in sort of an eight role and he's been really, really impressive. Now, Jack Creelish type player, I don't know whether I, I can see the comparison. Do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Joe Cole when he played for Chelsea. He, mm. he reminds me of that. Just that, that little flighty little fella who occupy occupy spaces there fullbacks don't know should I be going in there and centre halves don't know should I be going in there the midfielders aren't sure of should I be tracking him and like you say Gabby plays beyond his years because he takes the ball in there and turns today and he has space to go uh, and what does he do he sprays it 60 yards to the other side of the pitch and gets the switch on like mm. it's little things like that um, where Harvey Elliott and people go on saying is he going to be quick enough to play in the Premier League I don't I, I don't the physicality thing for me can go out the window because he played a full season in the Championship and the Championship is a more physical league than the Premier League Yeah, you, 
you're getting booted and you're getting kicked and you're you're a winger or a wide player, you're playing in the midfield, the ball's going over your head a lot of the time in the championship, and you're getting banged from the back going up for headers and stuff like that. So you could see the way he buys fouls and how quick he gets away from players. That he's one of the type of player that has the five yards in his head and he knows what he's doing before he gets the ball. And that's completely different to anything that we have. And the fact that Klopp is deploying him in that role would suggest that he actually sees minutes there for him. Like, and that's great for us. Um, I think he has way more to benefit from hanging around with Liverpool now this year than going on another Premier League loan. Or, mm-hmm. but I think I think there's enough minutes there from Gav with all the competitions that we'd be playing in. And look, pre-season has been flying. And like you said, he does seem to have matured a little bit since he came in because it was a little bit of stuff that was going on off the pitch and the stupid haircut and stuff like that you could forgive him for having for being a kid but he seems to be growing up fast and then you see him leaving the pitch today and taking off the boots and handing them off and the stuff he says after the game he says all the right things uh, he says all the right things and the, another thing is that he's not a local lad but he's a Liverpool lad at heart we knew that like he, he plays for the badge and another thing is that He's getting the minutes that you would have thought Cordis Jones would have been Massively. getting the this year. So you have yeah. to look at that thinking, what's going on there? Like, the, is Klopp at the, has him ahead in the pecking order? It's hard to say because Cordis Jones was excellent for us last year. And look, uh, long may it continue. I think it's a wild card to have on the team. I think the fact you could play him in the front three, or we know now that he's able to go in there in the middle and look after the ball and take care of the ball and make the right decisions, I would have absolutely no problem with um, with Harvey Elliott being a part of this squad this year. And again, he's only 18. And when you look at, there's so many talents now in England that <laughs> the, one thing I'd say about English players nowadays is that they're not afraid to say, I'm up and I'm out of here. And, and so many clubs never took the gamble. Like you look at Sancho when he was leaving Man City, nobody even thought about taking him. He went straight to Germany. And he ripped it up, and then he's ended up a hundred million back back in England. I'm sure there are a handful of clubs that would sma- uh, snatch Harvey Elliott up, and I just hope he give him the chance because this could be the difference between you paying a hundred million for a lad who's at the gone away, like that lad at PSV at the moment, yeah. uh, Matt UK. He goes from Spurs. Nobody wants to take a chance on him. Now he's ripping it up in there, Davizi, and there's going to be a big move for him down the line in a couple of years. So I hope he take the gamble with him. Uh, especially with Klopp at the helm, I'd have absolutely no problem with Harvey Elliott. From what I've seen so far, I've been very, very impressed. Phil, I always want to shoot down any um, optimism in the world um, or every given killer. opportunity. Uh, the dream killer, as you're now in the chat. Um, Harvey Elliott, you know, he's 18, he's he's gone on loan um, at Blackburn, he's done really, really well. Myself and Avi had an argument about this a couple of weeks back where he reckoned another another loan to the Premier League and I was insistent that he stays at Liverpool and, and learns the, the standards and, and what's needed to become a Liverpool player. And being around this pre-season, it looks like he's, he's, he's learning and he's learning fast. But do we have to put the brakes on a little bit with him, Phil? Do we have to say, look, he's 18, he's had a decent pre-season against certain opposition and certain standards of opposition, but the Premier League, when it arrives on Saturday and, you know, you play Norwich, you play um, Burnley, Chelsea as early on in the season... He might, it might, it might be games where he's just he comes on as a sub and 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 feeds and feels his way into the squad, I suppose. I, I have to say, I think we don't have one elite youth player at all. 
So there's there's a lot of fucking hyper roll that's going on. I know money missing. For me, Elliot is um Elliot, this this bollocks about Grealish and fucking Wiltshire and Joe Cole. I mean bollocks, they're shit players. The player on the player. Joe Cole was the shit player. I was. I remember ball. It was geek. But for me, the player. Yeah, he really I'd wasn't. Have, he really player, wasn't. Sorry, yeah, is, he wasn't. The player I'd have him compare him to is Coutinho. That's what he looks right. like. You can play in the front three, can play as the attacking midfielder in this. And you just that little sort of whip inside and then wrap his foot around. It just reminds me so much of Coutinho in terms of the way he's playing. And if we can develop him into a Coutinho, Coutinho-like player, he's going to be electric. But my problem with Cordis Jones is, and this is because I can see a lot of comparison between the guys that are going on between Cordis Jones and himself and who's ahead and who's not. The one bit that's always troubled me with Cordis Jones is he never, to me, has the X factor. You know that you know that thing that makes you go wow. Whereas Elliot, when I'm looking at him play, has that ability to make you go wow, right? Like that to me is. I looked at him today. I looked at him in terms of in the in the other preseason games, and I thought again he'd be the type of kid that would go out on loan and would really do well on loan in at, like a, at a Brighton or something like that and come back. But I'm I'm I'm, with, I'm all in with Johnny. I I think he's better off staying with us at this moment in time because I think in between League Cup games coming in against shit teams like Norwich and Spores and Villa and all those fellas that are just going to put a stack of play- loads of players behind the ball. For me, Elliot is the type that you could throw in for 20, 25 minutes and is not afraid to have a go, has a cracking free kick and has a cracking shot in him. And the, again, he's not one paced. It's For me, he's, you can see this. He has this burst. People get confused with pace over 20 yards, with pace over two yards or pace over one yard where it just takes it away from the player and creates two to three yards of space for you to operate in. The same way Thiago dominates a midfield. It's not about being the fastest player in the zone. It's having the fastest mind and the fastest ability to get away from the person you're around. And Elliot has that in bonus. I'm, I'm really excited about him. I'm genuinely excited about him. He's, he's something that I, 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 you love to see come through. And I really hope he blossoms into the players that, that, that's, that, that, that he's going to be. To me, it was great watching him today. Up against a proper opposition as opposed to some of the oppositions that he played Le- teams that are at the same level as the premier league team mid table and lower table teams and to see that he's able to do it it's great to see him do it. and, and, and i'm delighted with it and i know Johnny doesn't like the fact that i don't rate joe cole but i, I, I joe cole was 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 i don't I, like, I, it's not that i don't like the fact you just can't say joe cole wasn't a good footballer he was a brilliant footballer at chelsea i, I know i think he had two great seasons and after that he was he was very inconsistent at best, and had lived off a reputation because he was English. Uh, Elliot will get this if, if if he has it again. I look at Sancho going to United, and I look at these. I, I think Sancho has elite traits. I think Bellingham is a better player that's gone to that's at Dortmund at the moment. And I hope Elliot doesn't get we don't get caught up in this spin of just because he's a very good young English player that all of a sudden they're talking about him being war class and stuff like that. I, I genuinely feel that we have a gem in Elliot, and I hope that he, he, he we we nurture him. And I, I trust the club to nurture him. I trust trust Klopp and I trust Linders to be able to nurture the talent through because they've done it with Alexander Arnold. They they're they're doing it with Curtis Jones, they've like I, I'd even say they've done really well with Reese Williams and and and, and Natanya Phillips. So like, to me, they they're the right people to nurture this talent. A super chat from Dinesh says Elliot needs to stay. Him playing with the front three, he will improve his game one hundred percent. You need to play with world class players and learn. And Grizz, you know, people some in the chat are saying, look, let's not let's not go over go overboard about this guy and and you know um, overhype him. He's eighteen years of age, and, and I fully agree where they're coming from. And th- I think they're you know. 
Shawnee was saying about he's getting minutes there that you you think Curtis Jones will get, and I, I'm I'm in agreement with him. You know, I'm, I'm a bit surprised to see him in that shakeup of, of when he picks that team today rather than the Curtis Jones being in there. You think Curtis Jones will be next in line to go into that midfield? But is it a case where is that? He's looked at Harvey Elliott and went, you know what? I'm going to just throw him in at the deep end. I'm going to put him. Now, he might not play against Norwich. Curtis Jones could play against Norwich. But it could it be a case where he's just going to go, do you know what? I'm going to put him in a setting for the next six weeks. When when he arrives from preseason to the start of the season, he may not play. But I'm going to put him in a setting for six weeks and I'm going to throw it all around. And I'm going to see exactly what he's made of. Because we've seen in pre-seasons, Grizz, where players are on the fringe. Harry Wilson being one scores today against Fulham on, or for Fulham on his debut. But... We've seen players where they come on and they get 20 minutes here and, they get to, and they're not playing in the right position and stuff. But he's literally went, I'm putting you in the midfield three every time and let's see what you've got. And and then he'll make an actual assessment of him come the end of this week. Yeah, look, we had a conversation about earlier at the start of the window and a lot of people are adding me in the chat and saying, has Chris changed his mind? Um, so I don't know. So my mind was that I think as a backup to the front three, if we're relying on Elliot, it won't have been a good summer, and I and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable with him as a backup to the front three. That's fair. That was my that was the statement. Yeah, we like yeah, statements. That, that was a statement fair. at the time. As you say, suddenly, I don't think any of us, right, and like, you know, you guys are great footballing minds. None of us saw Elliot being thrust into a number eight. No, you know Jurgen Klopp, just first game of the preseason and hasn't moved him since. In fact, he's been his go-to boy ahead of Curtis Jones, as you guys have said. So he's played and he's played with. Um, is very importantly, he's played with the with the what well, I think is going to be the front three with Jota, Mane, and mm-hmm. Salah, and the midfield that he's picked Naby and, and Milner, and he hasn't changed from that. He's been a revelation for me. In terms of, I think this kid, the guys that you mentioned, guys, and I, I actually agree. Whoever said Jack Wilshire, I think he's got a lot of Jack Wilshire about him. But Jack Wilshire, Cole, and all these guys, it's been proven. It's not hearsay. It's not rumors. It's been proven that their careers went the wayside because they weren't professional enough overall. This guy's a sp- an absolute sponge. He soaks in everything you can see. Have you guys noticed his? Have you seen? Have you heard his last two interviews? Yeah, he talks yeah. like a fucking twenty-five-year-old, a mature twenty-five-year-old, brilliant. But you know what, Shawnee? All this maturity, experience, his positional play. No, in fact, he looks strong to me as well. I think, uh, Gav, you said he looks a bit lightweight, or you thought he might be a bit lightweight. He actually looks sturdy now, right? It's all, in my opinion, because of that one year in that championship, that fucking raw, hard championship where you get cloggers trying to clog you. They see a little 17-year-old and they're thinking, let's give him a boot up his ass in the first 20 minutes, set the tempo. He won't want it. He wanted it. Mowbray, Tony Mowbray is an old school, hardcore centre-back. He knew this is the way he's going to learn kind of thing. And I think, I just think, if there was no central midfielder coming in, lads, then I would say keep him because, wow, we see some potential in this position he's playing. I just don't see him with the central midfielder coming in. I just don't see him good enough at this stage to be a backup to the front three. That's absolutely fine. And and not enough minutes in the central midfield if a central midfielder comes in, as I believe there will be. So that's my dilemma. 
I get the whole training with him, but I think he's 18. One more season again, and if the improvement is anything like the Blackburn year, mm. I think a gem for five, six years. Well, like, what, what, what you said there, Grizz, he's a sponge. So for that reason, I wouldn't send him out yeah, to anywhere else. Because yeah. if you go to the championship, you can develop bad habits from playing with players who maybe have a lot of ability but don't really... like you, you He's actually small. Yeah. His you heard his the, the and you heard you heard the story about Mo pulling him at breakfast in in Austria, saying, "What are you doing? How, yeah. how many slices of bread did you have?" Spot on, yeah. And Mo was like, "Don't eat bread." Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> little bit, with a that, slice pan under his arm on the way to the no, but see, no, like <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a stew, but like that's mm. that's huge, and that's what about spawn, discipline, and this is about he be looking at Mo thinking, Mo has carved out a rock. He's carved out rock. Like he's, never, he's, nev- he nev- he's, he's never. He's never. He never. There's a Chinese in between a six pack. There is. There's a Chinese probe. He's, ne- he's never injured. He's never injured. He's not slowing down. So he will literally see in his in. That's what it takes. That's the level of discipline it takes to to get to that level, and that's the level of professionalism. You you hear players talking about Ronaldo all the time, Cristiano Ronaldo. For me, Mo is the exact same. He, he he lives pure. You look at the shape of him. Look look at the. He's never ever injured. He never injured. He plays ninety minutes every. He's played. He's just gone on and on and on and on. And touching all the wood here, Sean. Touching all the wood here. We can't. No, just don't, but no, but forget about that. That's like everyone is shitting their bags because of what happened last year. Just chill out. Like that's. I, I get that. There's a bit of PTSD going on because of last season, but. For the very reason that Grizz said there, he's a sponge. So he should be kept around. Even if he doesn't, even if he plays less minutes than Joe Matup in five years for Liverpool, then I think it's it's vital that he hangs around because we, it's not a case now of him going to the championship to show that he's a good enough footballer because we know now he's a good yeah, enough footballer. That's it. That's it. We know now. So he, he should, he be, should on, be just, he should, he should be, be left the, there. Yeah, he should be on the same, he should be on the same um, trajectory from me within this squad as Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones wasn't sent out alone. Curtis Jones was kept. Cuevin Keller was kept and shown exactly what the standards are and given the chance to meet them. Now he's gone out on loan. I don't see the benefit of another loan. He's good enough. You don't need. You don't. Look, you're dead right, Shani. I don't think you need to send him out. The only reason you send him out is for minutes and experience. But I think genuinely he'll get enough this season off Liverpool. He will get enough. I think he'd be the sort that Klopp would be looking going. I'll play him in certain games, no doubt about it. I think he will. And I think it'll be a case of, and the classic, if we're training up with 20 to go, he's the first fella on getting on the pitch. He's the first fella on getting on because I can throw her at him. I think Klopp is testing him. I think, and, and Kevin Sullivan said it earlier, it's brilliant, or one of them said it earlier in the chat, it's brilliant management by Klopp. He knows Jones. He knows Jones. He knows where he, he's at. And now he's just testing. And he's properly testing. Um, but I also earlier. think, but I also think it's a, uh, not a kick in the bollocks for Curtis Jones, but a little little tickle, like you know, I think yeah, because yeah, there if, was some... if you're not pulling your weight, you're gonna end up at Aston Villa. Yeah, like you're playing for Liverpool, yeah. and that that's that's the fucking. Do you remember, guys? We, that should be the levels. We... That should be the levels. Yeah. Look at the amount. Like Phil talked about all these great English talents. Look at the amount of them that Manchester United went had coming through, and ninety percent of them ended up at Sunderland. Yep, and because Edison. if they weren't at it. There was someone there to come in and say, look, that's it. Like you said, Grizz, it's a fucking kick in the bollocks for Curtis Jones that you, if you're not putting her in harder and training, 
never mind a fully fred senior professional there's another 18 year old there who's gonna try take your spot so don't be worrying about the lads who are career midfield like seasoned midfielders and competition like iron sharpens iron and it, it can only be a good thing for us can i just suggest that there's there is a medium space here we've got so many games between now and new year's day right that this kid's going to get loads of game time if they decide then at that stage, say we're not in the League Cup at that point. I don't You've think he will, end. guys. When the season starts, I don't think he will. That's just uh, that's my I, only I fear. But, but Chris, worry you've got you've him. got League Cup matches that fall in weeks be, be outside of the the, the Champions mm. League games. You've got Champions League group games. If somebody had said to you this time last year that Reese Williams and this was before Matt had got injured and before Gomez injured gets a run in some of the Champions League games, you'll be like who? But he got the games because Klopp was impressed with him. And I in my view. Do you remember Gareth? I don't even know if. Yeah, but everyone everyone was talking about this stage last year. Who's this? Reese Williams. Williams, Do you remember? What? (laughs) Oh, I can't remember the incident. Sorry, Phil. We've stopped Phil's flow. Sorry, Gareth. Sorry. I don't. I don't know. (laughs) Was there something? Sorry, Gareth. Just, 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 just edit this bit out before we go and do the live. (laughs) Okay, no problem. (laughs) Just, just mark it there. We we move on. Just realised Gareth was asleep. <laughs> Sorry, Gav, I woke you up. Sorry. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not asleep. I'm just trying to watch 14 different right. screens here. Go on. Oh, come on. Uh, no, I, I just think that we've got. You can. You can play. There's going to be enough games before Christmas for for um, Elliot to get eight to ten games before Christmas, or eight to, game time and eight to ten games, and probably start five to six games. And that gives Klopp a big enough look at him to say, okay, is is he ready to be an active part of this squad where I can rely on him and trust him? Because we know that trust is a huge thing for Klopp when it comes to the second half of the season in terms of who he's going to use and who he's not going to use. And if he if he isn't, and he feels that actually a loan would suit this, this isn't a, a Minamino loan. This is a, a loan that says, right, we send them to a Brighton, we send him to uh, a Southampton, where he's going to get the game time in the same type of system that I want him to play in, and he's going to get to he's going to get to develop as a player, and we get the benefit over because I think he truly believes that this kid has massive potential and sees him as part of the future, if it's not part of the present. But I think what he's done in preseason, he's forced himself into the reckoning for this team, and it isn't an automatic loan out as we would have all expected at the start of this at the start of this campaign in terms of seeing no, him as a Premiership loan. Okay, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Last bit of social media that we're going to get to is um, just David, a tweet from David Lynch. Michael Lee asked me to do the super chat go missing. No, mate, I held it back because I wanted to put it in here. He says, hi, guys. Grizz, can we have an update on the Hendo contract announcement and any more transfer in- info, Saul, and a forward interest? Now, I've put it on the screen because David Lynch tweeted after the game and a few others have it the same, very similar. He says, clop under the possibility of further adding to his squad. He says, I'm very happy with the squad. That doesn't mean we don't look at the market. We have a big squad and something might still happen before the end of the transfer window, but I can't say anything at the moment very on defensive Chris Chris that, that isn't it I, I don't think that is no I, I think, think that's I think that's telling. very yeah that's very telling very Klopp bullish doesn't, Klopp doesn't very say bullish. this kind of thing yeah. when he's asked about transfers guys do you remember last time like yeah, last I couple go. of weeks yeah last couple of weeks do you remember even. there was a similar statement and we all knew what he meant it's very similar it's very similar the people that are thinking that there's no that's it. Our business is done. I just, what's that syndrome you said, Shawnee? Something. Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no, because we, we're still, you know, worried. Uh, about, or, or PTSD. 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 Yeah. That's the one. 
that's the one. PS PST. That, that's the one. That's the syndrome. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. ADHD. PS4. Yeah. PS5. That's the, one, that's the one. That's the one people have got. Because there's no in my or any logical, rational Liverpool fans' mind, there is no. There's no doubt that we will bring a body, at least a body in. It, it, it would be an absolute disaster in terms of, in my opinion, in terms of not if, of not refreshing it. That's just my opinion. That doesn't mean our squad isn't good enough to mount a title challenge. For sure it is. But in terms of the planning ahead, it's vital in my opinion. This, and I think this, that's, that, that statement from this Klopp, is the is a giveaway. Can I ask you, 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 is the key words in this, I'm, um, we have a big squad and something might still happen before the end of the transfer window. So he's basically telling you, lads, we've loads of players. You know, we probably have too many. Is that the key words in that for you? Yeah, he's saying he can't say anything in the moment because there's there's stuff ongoing. Yeah. And that's that's okay. the way it is. Because what it, there's stuff ongoing. That's what that is. He like he could have turned around and said, "Yeah, we have a huge squad, and at the moment, look, we don't need anything." But you never know; we might do something before the end. He said, "I can't say anything at the moment because the stuff in the balance, the stuff ongoing. That's what I think. That's the way I feel about it. This is Groundhog Day. It's the exact same as last season. Mm. It's the, this this stage last season. It was the same people whinging yeah. about players not coming in, and then out of nowhere, we do Thiago, and then we do Jota." In the space of 48 hours. And they've been... Grace, I don't think anything is worse. I, th- I just think it's a complete logistics thing again. I'd say no, no, they're no. just waiting. No, no, I'd no, say no, they're no. just waiting to dot the I's and cross T's on deals. That It's got to do with the logistics of the squad. It's not got to do... We need to bring in 40 million to spend 60 million. It's absolutely got nothing to do with that. I mean, the reaction from certain sections of the fan base that you're referring to that were crying and bedwetting last season. The reason why it's worse and more pathetic is the fact they didn't fucking learn anything from last yeah. season. Last yeah, exactly. Week. Exactly. Look, and like we've seen like how it happened, how it panned out. And then boom, 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 48 hours, there was two players brought in. Yeah. You know, and, and one I knew of, one I didn't. You know, and, and that's the way it goes. Look I across the board. We'll do the same. Look across the board. Like... Nobody has really done that. Now, Lukaku and Chelsea, is that, it's only starting to get going. Mm-hmm. It's only starting to get going because the longer this goes on, clubs will need to sell or need to buy and that's when it's all going to trigger because they're not going to do it now because the later it goes on, prices will decrease because clubs need to get players out. And then oh. again, you, you just people just need to relax. Look at the implications that an extra couple of million can make in a deal. Look, uh, I don't want to get onto it and completely sidetrack the show, Gav, but Barcelona had to literally let go of their legacy player, their creator, a clo- a player who you could arguably... You could make the argument he's bigger than Barcelona. They had to let him yes, go. He was. Yeah. They, last, last he, decade, they had to let him go. They had to let him go because of the state management. of football. Yeah, from state, the state of football at the moment. And they were throwing cash around like it was nothing. And I'm telling you now, the hammer's going to come down and when it does, we'll be grand. We'll be sitting pretty. And the reason we'll be sitting pretty is because we've competent owners who know exactly what they're doing and making the right decisions at the exactly the right time. And that's the way it is. 
Like people just need to. I'm not gonna. Do you know what? I'm not gonna tell what people need to do. I'm relaxed about the situation. The the business will definitely get done. Judging by Klopp and his body language and all the things he's saying in post match and press match, uh, pre match, he knows it's all going to be done. So he's completely calm in this situation. There's still an, an eternity left in terms of business in a window. And um, it's going to be like dominoes and they'll all just start falling. And that's the way it's going to work weeks, out. Three weeks. Can, yeah. can I just say on, on this, right? People just completely seem to ignore the Canase signing for a start, right? They, they ignore the fact that we spent 40 odd, 46 million or whatever it was on a centre-back. That if you'd asked every single Liverpool fan at the end of the season, what why is that? So why is that? Why do they ignore that? Because it was done in May that? before the Euros and all that. Yeah. Like, if, like if we signed Canate today, it'll be... You know, if we signed Canate yesterday, there'd be fuckers moaning why he didn't play today. Yeah. So yeah. You, they're never going to be happy. Uh, did you get me? So you, you just need to let this go. I have no doubt in my mind that the two come in. I, I, Johnny, can, two. can I just can I just link one of your points? It's going back to we know that Barcelona are in the shits. Even after um, Messi's gone, their wages to turnover ratio is now ninety five percent. So ninety five percent of all the money that Barcelona is making is if still giving out, out on wages. They're giving out on wages. You can't run a club at that level, right? There's a fire sale at Barcelona. Inter Milan, their owners are bankrupt and they're put, trying to put the club into liquidation and, they're, they're, and the club are trying to stave off having to go into liquidation, right? That's why um, even after Lukaku goes, Martinez is available and there's other players available there. Borella, De Vries, all of them. We're talking about trying to offload lads that can't get minutes in their, in their squad, right? And clubs are looking saying, well, before we actually go and fish for that, that Shakiri or that Origi, let's just put our finger into this. There's there's 12 lads there in Barcelona that suddenly are, they're, they're being cast off. They're, they're quality players. Maybe we can have a go at them. There's Inter Milan. Maybe we can have a nibble at them. Manchester City are desperately trying to offload eight or nine players to, to make up the imaginary... Real Madrid. Got the, Real Madrid, Madrid still. In the same boat. All these players normally aren't available, but they're available this window. So when people are talking about air squad, I'd say Klopp is just sitting there going, well, worst case... I'm stuck with the squad that I have. That's the squad that can get. I know that can get 95 plus points in the Premiership. Right? This is this is the, this is the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Well, this is this is what we're dealing with here. Best case, I'm able to get rid of two or three out of there, and I'll be able to bring in one or two who significantly improve, in my idea, the available talent that I have in that first eleven. And if I don't, I'm still know that I'm gonna. I've got a squad that's capable of challenging for the league. And if I do, then we're continuing to regenerate the way we always do, which is not wholesale but marginal regeneration, which is the way you should do when you're at the you, top table. You you look at, Gav, for example, you look at West Ham, right? Their player of the year last year was Jesse Lingard, right? And you're, you're thinking that's a deal that could have been sewn up on the last day of the season last year, all right? But West Ham now know, you know, it will be desperate to get him, to him off that books. And if mm-hmm. they ask for him now, it's probably 30 million or 40 million. They know if this goes on another few weeks, they might save themselves five, six, seven million in the main and still bring him in. And they're not in a hurry to bring this fella in. But even though how good he was for them last year. So everyone, it's just get your ducks in a row and when it's ready to go, you get them out. And that's 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 just the thing about like it we're not we're not just saying this based off opinions. We did the exact same thing last year. Yeah, we were told think- the whole we were told the whole summer. <laughs> Thiago's, he's not. It's not a goer. It's not something there where it's not inside Liverpool's uh, 
it's not what they do. It's not how that, that policy goes against that policy. Tiago will be on too much money. Liverpool are not interested. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh, well, when a player of his quality became available, the club just couldn't say no. Well, think- and then the, 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 in, the, in the end of the same articles, that will be the end of Liverpool's summer business. And then literally four hours later, Liverpool had agreed to deal with Wolverhampton Wanderers to sign Diogo Jota. And they were both in like that, like a flash. Bang. People are getting hung up on the idea of getting deals done now quickly. That hasn't been the case with COVID because clubs need money. So they will make rash decisions late in the window. And Liverpool will be there to capitalise on the rash decisions. Well, that's, I, that's the I, way. I, I take all that. And, you know, there, there is people in, in there saying, well, look, Canada should have been done in the last window or last summer. And, well, he didn't know, want to sell um, them to us. Barcelona, yeah, they didn't. But, um, Others are saying, what are we talking about Barcelona for? That doesn't justify us not signing players. I don't think... Yeah, it does. Well, look, that's. I'm just letting you know what the chat says. I take everything on board that you've said. In my opinion... It, in, in, no, I'm just... I'll give my opinion, right? And I've said it from way out, and I stick by it. If Liverpool sign two players by the end of this transfer window, and those two players improve Liverpool, all the talk of... We should have done this. We should have done that. We should have done this. We should have done yeah, that. But it, it's mute. It'll be on, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's parked on the shelf for 12 months and it'll be the well, same story again next yes, May. Yeah, it, it, that's it was, January. January. It, yeah, it will be. January. It will be. But uh, the way I look at it, just my point of view, is that if Liverpool go and sign a midfielder and a forward, which I think the vast majority of people are in agreement that we do require for this squad. Absolutely. There's no problem. There's no problem. Um, a super chat from Ramirez says thoughts on Latero Martinez the Spurs. I think that's one Liverpool should have been all over if if you're looking for a forward. But I don't know what's going on with Spurs. Spurs apparently have agreed a fee according to some journals. Um, Inter and his agent are saying he's not for sale. It's not happening. Um, you know, and then I seen well they have to sell him. They're going bankrupt and if they're selling Lukaku. And then I've seen that they're trying to sign Jekyll. Um I've seen I've seen all sorts of stuff. But look, all I'd say to people is and people have every right to be if they want to be annoyed over what's going on, that's fine. If you if you're cool about it, that's fine. But all I'd say to you, if I was sitting in front of you right now having a point with you, I'd say to you, Well look, if the squad is the squad is really, really good. We I think we'll add two. And if we add two, we're good. We're good to go. You know the sort of way. So we'll see what goes. I want to move on though. Um and I want to move on to just have a look. For, I just want to have a look forward to the weekend. A quick look forward to the weekend, right? And um, so this is the lineup we've kind of come up with for the weekend. So Allison and goal against Norwich, obviously, um, five thirty on Saturday. So you have Allison and goal. You've Trent at right back. Matt at VVD. Simicas I've put in instead of Robertson after um, the injury today. Fabinho, Kate, and Milner. Mane, Jota, Salah, um, Grizz. Would you? Disagree with anything in that lineup come Saturday at four twenty when it's when it's announced. Yeah, I think the only, I think the only dilemma I think um, I've done about the other lads we didn't um, discuss it beforehand, or but we discussed it on the pod at the start is the Matip um, is the Virgil scenario. But I think it seems like we've come round to the thinking that you know if he's 80 percent fit, you throw him in there. You intimidate Norwich. Who apparently, by the way, have had an awful preseason due to injuries, COVID, all sorts of stuff going on there, which I didn't know about. Well, I, I watched them bang Gillingham 5 0 in my homework. So I don't know where that one came from. Well, the, somebody the, somebody earlier on said that they're down to the bare bones because of COVID and injuries. Hey, look, I don't know how true that is. 
well in my in my in my homework that I've done for the for the for the show, they were fantastic. They blitzed Gillingham five nil. That okay. fellow that Shawnee said looked you know was fantastic. Yeah, he ran the game. Um they've got they've someone's got, phone they've is got, very close to our microphone there, lads. I don't yeah, whose is that? Not mine. Oh Shawnee's sending slight text there. It's, I'm not I'm just uh, I'm not I'm actually I'm looking at uh the It's Billy They've they've got Billy Gilmore on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, they're in bits. Not that they're in bits. <laughs> we um, Billy Gilmore we think, is that a player? <laughs> no, yeah. no. Honestly, he's proper Roy of the Rover stuff. Yeah, no, he's a good player. If we think um, Elliot's good, Chelsea people absolutely rave about this guy, and he's a he's a fucking little proper ah, footballer. He's class. Yeah, but yeah, look, I, I, I think that's going to be the team. I can't see Henderson starting. I can't see Thiago starting. That's the only other issues people may have. Um, call Say what you want about Milner, but he's come in handy every season since he was born. Uh, and he's coming in handy until the rest of them get up to speed. So yeah, unfortunate with, with uh, Robbo, but Simicast has been brilliant. You can see how we've scouted a like for like the traits of a Robbo. He's, you know, he's, he's fucking deadly going forward. You know, tenacious energy. COVID fucked him last season, but he, he looks he looks on it this season. Um, Phil, anything in that lineup that you would change? I think that's maybe the lineup you gave me earlier, but is there anything in the meantime you thought, no, Mike, actually I'll go with something different? I just, the, the midfield is the only thing that concerns me. That's, mm. that's, the, only, that's the only thing. Like, you need... Cater to learn how to defend behind him, and you need Milner to last for sixty odd minutes. That's now it depends on what goes on tomorrow. The one thing about tomorrow night's match means that you could have some cats amongst pigeons, depending on performances that go on. And I'm sure if, if Curtis Jones is going to be well up for it to try push himself back into contention. I'd say whoever else plays in centre mid is really going to say, well, if Milner's in there, um, I might have a chance of getting a sniff or getting putting the net, nose in. But like again, Milner's been the fittest person alive across the whole of preseason. He always does every year. He's he's, he's a freak for his age. I think it's it's um, um, it's a credit to him. Like uh, going back to Shawnee's thing, if you look at Milner and you look at how ripped he is, you look at Kaiser and you not Kaiser, you look at you look at Salah and look at how ripped Salah is. I've I've never seen two men sculpted um, like that at all. And, and Milner for his age. Knowing how tough it is being a man who's passed the 40 bracket um, a good while back now at this stage, being able to stay in any shape from the age of 25 on is, is something else. So it's an absolute credit to, to, to James Milner. The only worry I have is a bit like what Real Madrid did without having pace. They just bypassed the players they felt wouldn't do the, the, the doggies. Um, and you just hope that that isn't the issue. But it's the first game of the season. Wouldn't be too worried about that. If we can't win with that 11 that's on the screen, then we've got an issue for the rest of the season because um, Fabinho and Keita, Keita should, if he continues on his form, he should deliver something in that game. Fabinho screens that defence and just frees up Simicast and Trent to just go and cause an absolute rampage down the, the width of that park. And then with Mane, Jaws and Salah just running all over the shop, that in itself creates mayhem in, against against Norwich. Just come, come, it absolutely creates mayhem against Norwich. So, I, I, I don't see any issue with that, that as a start in 11. I know everyone, everyone else, in every mad person that's screaming for transfers and spending billions of euros on Mbappe and stuff will have a massive issue with that team. And you know yourself, once that team goes out, there'll be a massive issue with it. And then we win and we'll say that's all great and stuff like that and we'll move on. Shani, that 11, are you good with it? Do you want anything to do? Yeah, I think that's the best available 11 going into next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, 
based on preseason and form and that like the the fact I'm with Grizz, I think the fact we've seen so much of Van Dyke in the last two games would suggest that he's going to be thrown in there. And um, but if it was Kanate and Matip, you'd have no real issue really, would you? Like you'd have no worry. Um I don't know an awful lot about this Norwich team. I don't know whether this Norwich team are any different to the team that went down a couple of seasons ago. I don't know whether they're really nice on the eye, but, but like bit bit light at the back. Um I had a look there, it does look like that the squad is in in bad shape due to for, for whatever reason. Like they got battered by Newcastle 3 0 today in a preseason friendly. So look, like Phil says that eleven should be capable of of taking out Norwich on, on the opening day of any season or any stage of the season, really. Um, when when you see that when you see that spine, when you see Allison Van Dyke, Matip, Fabinho, yeah, just yeah, confident that once two out of the other six players on the pitch do their jobs, that you get the results you should get. Hmm. I'm just uh, actually having the team in front of me there and then thinking like you know. Kelleher's a good backup. You have Robertson to come back in. You have Kanata. You have um, Gomez. Gomez. Right back is maybe a bit of an issue. Lightweight there because I don't want to see Gomez there. But then when you look at Thiago, um, Thiago and Henderson Hello. in particular, um, to come back into that midfield. And then obviously Jones, Bobby, and Jones are there. Yeah. And then you have you have Firmino. You have got Elliot who's who's trying to, to get in there. And then uh, I think if you add two to that, I think it's. I don't think you yeah. really argue going into the season. That's where I am with it. And I think when when you actually put that in front of you on the screen and you read it and then you go, oh, what, who's missing them? Where would you, you know, put them beside uh, the, the only, the only doubt. Go on, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. The, the only doubt, the only doubt um, in my mind, and I think a lot of people would say is, is the, is the right back solution. Yeah. If yeah. Trent gets out. That's Million the only thing. Yeah. Everything else is covered as much as you can without being a fucking run by an oil state and have 60 million squad players throughout your fucking team, right? With that throughout yeah. the 17, you can't have 17, 50, 60 million pound players. So the like Trent, yeah, that's what I mean. But the Trent one is the only one. I just don't think Nico Williams. Oh man. I, I hate saying, I, I just don't think he's just good say enough. Crazy joy. He's not good enough to no, be. I agree with you. you know, I think he's shy. But I think then, he's an but artist, then, uh, yeah, but then, then I think Shawnee, maybe we give him a chance because he hasn't played alongside the big boys. Yeah, well, that's fair. Cetera, et cetera. So maybe, maybe they want to give him a chance. I was very impressed, and I'm, and I have been by the left back Owen Beck. Uh, the understudies coming through. He looks an absolute diamond. Uh, but the Trent side does look a bit. Nico Williams. I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of Gomez. There or Milner, there. I just don't like that idea. Well, look, we we'll, we we'll wait and see come Saturday, but I think it looks strong enough um, overall. Now I'm going to look at two players. We're going to look at two players for the game on Saturday, um, and how they might get on on Saturday and the season, and then we're going to pick a player each to watch um, in the Premier League this season. Phil's made a huge show, just a spoiler um, alert on that. But um, immense, immense, immense show. Um, Shawnee, I'm going to come to you for this probably exclusively because I've never seen this. I don't even know who this guy is and I've never seen him play. Um, but this is it. Um, Pierre Lees Malou, who's a centre yeah. midfielder. Um, there's a stat up on screen from 2021. Shawnee, I said to you, pick a Norwich player to, you know, kind of preview um, looking forward to Saturday. And this is the guy you've come up with. Talk to me. Yeah, he's 
an excellent, excellent type of midfielder. Like when I seen that he'd signed for Norwich, I was surprised because there's, there was a lot of good players in that Nice team. Now he's not young; he's twenty eight. Like he's played a lot of football for Nice in that first team, but I think he's perfect for the Premier League. He reminds me a bit of a a Yawan Kaboye when he was at Newcastle. That type of midfielder who could do a job for you going back, but he does have a he's a range of passing. He's He's very good on the ball. He's quite strong. I think he's tailor-made for the Premier League. And when, he, when I seen he signed for Norwich, I was surprised because I was thinking he's probably a level above that. I think he could have been, even in a in a side like Brighton or even Newcastle, he would have done a job and then went on then to another level because you need to remember when Kaboya was at Newcastle, there were a couple of teams trying to nip him from because he was performing really well in the Premier League. So I think it's a it's smart business boy, yeah. Uh, by Norwich, uh, and they got the other lad from Vada Bramian as well, uh, uh, Rashidja, like who we have, we'd been linked with for years. So they've done good business this this year, but I don't know whether they've changed the style enough to be that worried about. Like uh, I think it's gonna be they're gonna look great in some games, and then they're gonna get banged big by big scars by the the big boys again. Mm. Pretty much how it was, now. and I rate I rate Fark as a coach. I think he's really good. And I like the way Norwich are run because when they first came up, the chairman basically said, look, we're two years ahead of our plan. Like We didn't plan and get into, to get into the Premier League for another two seasons. We just happened to do it. So if we go down, we're okay with that. And he ended up coming back up again. So he's doing exactly what's being asked for him. And when you see them investing in the squad like that, it's good to see and reasons for the Nordish fans to be excited because football is not all about winning like every week the teams like Nordish they'll be buzzing to be back in the Premier League and then when you see genuinely good calibre players coming in like this Lee Malou fella who was highly rated in League 1 I think it's a great sign for them a great snap and I think it'll be well worth looking at uh, throughout the season Um this question has been asked a few times. Guys, there was a question asked about Torsi, something about a place being hired for an announcement. St. George's Hall in Liverpool is a rumour, along with um, someone's bought a lot of fireworks and sent them up the Anfield Road. Wait, hey, where's this coming from? I don't know where it came from. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah. doing the, it's doing the rounds with regards it's to... It's not me. Doing the rounds on where. Um, big announcements. Uh, no, announcement. uh, the rumour going around is that St. George's Hall is being hurried out with Liverpool are going to do some... Where did start? On WhatsApp or on Twitter? No, I think it was online. Yeah, somewhere online. It was on Twitter, started. wasn't it? I've seen it on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's fucking... You may as well be reading the C.S. Lewis novel. No, I'm Jesus just saying Christ. it's come up loads and loads of people have asked. I have to ask the fucking Cause, question. Cause whenever, whenever we have a big announcement, we always hire St. George's Hall because that's uh, that's always what happens. We, when we it must be in Bappe I don't think St. George's Hall is being hired out like for um No, that's what they're saying. Big signing. I think I think it was Big more some sort of event to do with Liverpool. Allison's doing the concert that you promised Jamie Webster when we won the league. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Pedigree Chum. I it. think I think I think the rumors escalated because apparently whoever said that has said the booking has been made by Liverpool Football Club. So that's where the probably for the kids. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. They're, tra- they're training a team in Monkey Reds. <laughs> it could be. It could be. An, it could be anything. But I just thought it would throw yeah. it there because loads of people. Well, yeah. Come here, listen. Are, are, are we not? Um, we're not. We're doing something with the league toilet, aren't we? That's what I thought so it was. I'm, I'm I thought saying it was is that, that, that 
yeah that's I probably what it like is that. yeah rather than they're hiring out that hall to video a signing or something like that I, I thought it was uh, to do with FSG that. are gonna hang Henderson off the front of the building for scouring their name in the media gonna wedgie him off right. the edge of the yeah gonna give him a wedgie in, yeah. in the town hall <laughs> exactly um, but <laughs> do you know what Phil I'm gonna come to you I'm going to let you have right. the show on this guy, right? And um, it's the player that we've chosen with regards to Liverpool. Okay. And um, the player we've chosen for Liverpool to watch at the weekend, and it's an obvious one, but let's do it. It's Mo Salah. Now, I've put his, I've, I've put his stats up there, right? 95 goals in 125 games. And I think, um, sorry, 125 goals. Um all, all together in 200 games for Liverpool, 170 odd goal involvements. Um, I think is the is the official stat on it. But look, we all know how good he is, Phil. But I wanted to ask you, can he go better again? Can he actually go and do like if you look at 2017, 18, 44 goals, 27 goals, 23 goals, 31 goals last season in a season that was half of it was well, I would say 35% of it was horrific for Liverpool. Still done 31 goals in all competitions. Are we looking at the same level, Phil, or can he go again? Can he go? Could he go 35 to 40 again this season? In your in your opinion, I think he breaks 30. I think that the 40 is is is. Salah's biggest problem was he scores forty plus goals in his four season, and that's not a that's a, a ph- phenomenal problem to have, right? But I think he, he goes thirty plus this season. And the, the only thing that stops him going thirty plus this season is a stupid fucking African Nations Look Cup in the middle of the season, right? Because he loses a month. I think he only misses two games. Two games, games. All he moves, misses. But we're talking about all competitions. You've just showed a thing that has all competitions mm. there. So he yeah. might do 20 plus in the, in the Premier League, but in terms of if you want to break 30, you need to be more or less there for all the games. And he misses the FA Cup games. He probably misses a League Cup game somewhere as well in, in January while the African Nations Cup is going on, right? So that's what that's the only thing that stops him doing 30 plus, in my opinion, next season. Like uh, looking at him or an injury, right? So an injury, obviously, if, if he's out for any amount of time, that stops him. But looking at him in the in the preseason, looking at him today. That ball that Elliot whips down the line and he just takes off. That that was Salah of old. That's the and when I say that's a Salah of old, Salah at times looked tired last year and was just delivering goals and goals and goals and goals. Looking at him in this preseason reminds me of when we got him forced and that electric pace, that sort of constant awareness, the killer touch. He took one touch today that just, just I was just going wow, just just looked that was wow. You know what I mean? Like it's almost as good as having an oven on your balcony. That's how good that t- first touch was. It was, it was, it was sensational. You know, like it just, it just, like it just electrified me in terms of what was there. But it was over the shoulder, and he just takes it down at the outside of the foot and kills it dead. It was Ronaldinho-esque. That's how good the touch was. And it was just there going, this fella is so up for this season. He was charging in the goalkeepers and everything in the friend. He was just, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping he does to Norwich. What Suarez did all the time, but I wanted to score six against Norwich this weekend. Right, I wanted to do a, a, a double hat trick, a double perfect hat trick, two headers, two left foot, two right foot. That's what I want out of him, and that's what I say expect to be acceptable at the weekend against Norwich. Okay, six goals is acceptable at the weekend. Plus two assists. Okay, two assists. Um, uh, Shawnee. I think we, I think he's got I think he's got the look about him. Gav changed his fucking name. Has he changed his name? Who's Salah? Has, has Grizz changed his name to fucking Shawnee? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Shawnee, um, 
uh, hold that talk, Chris. Um, but Shani, look, he's phenomenal at what he does. And you know, when you look at when you look at Jota around him, Firmino around him, man, he looked a bit back to himself. Yeah, he did. Uh, simple Didn't question mean. though. I, I I I only put this up for a simple question: Can he go better than thirty-one last season? In what absolutely. Was it? He will so? go better. I'm nearly so? sure of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm nearly sure of it. The, 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 Salah is oh, so hungry. That's that's what always comes across. He He's selfish in his own right. I know the, the contracts are incentivized and all, and he wants loads of money. That's the way some people make it out. But when you look at today, the three of them just causing havoc. And Mane being back to his very, very best today at times. He was pulling stuff off, and you're thinking, Jesus, when you have Sadio like that and Mao like that, and then you have Jota fit, like the sky, the sky is the limit for this front three. But Mao just blows me away with his physicality. And like for the fella, his size, the stuff he does. You see the one today where he got, and we've seen it so many times, and the ball goes down the line, and a fullback just tries to use his strength and brush him off the ball. And before he knows it, the fullback is picking tough out of his teeth, and Salah is standing the ball up at the boy line. He's just so strong and coming inside, <laughs> bouncing the ball off the likes of a Jota. Look, we don't realise how lucky we are. And one thing that one thing that Liverpool fans are guilty of was we write off the players that we have already there. We don't realise how good they are. Like Salah, Mohamed Salah is as good an attacker as has ever been in the Premier League. For me, and mm-hmm. if if you don't believe me, look at his numbers because they stack up. They stack up at everyone. They stack up at everyone. His worst season in the Premier League season in the Liverpool short is what twenty three goals. Mm-hmm. That was the year we won, won the league. league. We won the league. We won the league. Like Salah is, he's a mental player. He, he's a psycho. Of, if he went out and banged in four against Norwich, you wouldn't know. And he loves the opening day of the season. He loves it. He always, I think he scored twice against Watford. He scored a hat-trick against Leeds last year. And I think he scored twice against Norwich in the first game of the season, season previous. So he loves opening weekend. And I fancy him to go off for the flyer. He's going to win Golden Boot this year. And all the teams can spend 100 millions on strikers. They're not as good as a goal scorer as Mo Salah. What's up, Grace? What were you going to say at that time? Fuck you now. <laughs> What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say he's got the look of a guy that knows he's gonna spend the next few years at Liverpool. Like, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's like, he's that's content. a great point. Yeah. So at times last season there was doubts, even in our minds, right, lads? Yeah, yeah. 100%. In our minds, we were like, is it his body language? What's what's the problem? Does he is he fighting over? Looked a bit grumpy. Now we, yeah, he looks like a leader now, Shawnee. Yeah, he knows he's love, one of the he's one of the guys that's got to lead this team. Yeah, the the almost we we talk about the rebuild, but you know the the, the new Liverpool too. Like he's going to be there for three four years, and he's going to be the leader of this team. And I agree with everything the rest of you lot have said. He's he's, he's so, fucking out this world. He's sensational, sensational. The way he looks after himself is well. Just like. wrecking the place. <laughs> he's done a worry. He's done. He's just. He's at the Hulk smashing his desk because I asked him, did he change his name? There's no need to start a bit of real reaction. You're gonna do a desk flip now in a minute and just walk Uh, off, (laughs) right? No, but um, what a player! And look, don't anyone who was playing fantasy football, everyone had it's an unwritten rule like you have to have Mo Salah in your team the first game week, yeah, 
He scored in every preseason, according to um someone in the chat there. Uh, City Fisher says he scored Ever. every open. Sorry, every opening day fixture. He scored in the opening day of the New Delhi and Thomas Street and all. He's just everything. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He is he's lethal. Now, yes, right, um, he's of all, we've all picked a player um, <laughs> to watch. We've Phil all picked Logan. a player to watch uh, this season in the Premier League. And I want, I'm going to pop them up on screen. Um, I'm going to tell you who's, who's picked what. I'm going to pop them up on screen. And I want 30 seconds from each of you as the way to watch this player because we're an hour and 26 minutes in, right? And if we continue on like this, we'll be two hours in before we know it. So, first up, Phil, we're a massive, massive show for a player to watch in the Premier League this season is Alison Becker. Yeah. Talk to me, Phil. If we're going to win the league, Allison has to be on top form, and he wasn't on top form last year. And you, uh, I don't care about anybody else's players in the whole league, right? I only care about air players. And uh, we need him to play a full season, not just, you know, not, not, not coming in for 75% of the season. Mm-hmm. And he also needs to score three goals this season because we need him to chip in for goals because when Yellum's gone off, he needs to score when Yellum's three goals. But in reality, <laughs> for me, Allison is the key to everything. The key to everything. We couldn't win a league until he turned up, and the, 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 it's the player for me to watch. If he's if he's on fire and he's saving eighty five to ninety percent of the shots as he did in his first two seasons with us, we win the league again. Okay. No, no question about it. We win the league again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Some stats up there as well. One hundred appearances, forty four clean sheets, um, seventy one wins, 11, eleven losses in three years is mental. Yeah, mental. Um, Sean, you're up next. Fourteen catches. Fuck off! He's caught a lot more than fourteen catches. Like that's a, well, that's a ridiculous show. That is fourteen. What? Well, how did you find a catch? That's what he was given to me. Fourteen balls ever, right? That's what was given nah. to me. Um, Bain, he does. He does. He does. He does, um, he does very little in games. Like I'm usually on top. Um, Sean, Zero on goals and one goal that got us into the Champions League. Think about it like that. That's how important he is to us. The most important player in the in the, in the team. Sean, you're up. Are you ready? Um, you have Soil Ben Rama of West Ham, and I've put stats up there. When I think he, he, I think that's the season where he joins West Ham from Brentford. But th- those stats on screen: forty-two appearances, seventeen goals, nine assists, shots, key passes, dribbles, crosses, and stuff. I think that's what West Ham are looking for out of him. Um, but he's one you want to you you think we should keep a big eye on this season. Yeah, I I think this is gonna make a few people's brain fizzy because he's not a new shiny toy that costs a lot of money from another country or coming from Champions League. 40 million. Yeah, he come from Brentford. I think he comes in the mid- It was weird the way that signing happened. The- but he ended up there halfway throughout the season. And he was in a team that was performing really well when he got there because he had Mikel Antonio and Jared Bowen and obviously Lingard goes in there. But he, he, this fella is a real player. We seen at um, Brentford with him how good he was, and there was talks of Chelsea and the likes being in for him, and it was a bit of a snip for for West Ham uh, that he actually went there because people were thinking he could have went to another uh, another another level of club. But I think this is going to be year uh, where he really breaks through because looking at him, he grew in confidence towards the back end of last season. You could see he was sort of fitting into his role there, where he wasn't kind of the main man, but. He is grown into that role now. This is a fella who is going to rip up the Premier League next year, I think, to be honest with you. If if David Moyes picks him, which I think he will, because he seemed to have uh, given him a good run in pre-season in the role that Lingard was sort of playing in the number 10, and he can play across the front three. So I really think Ben Rama could be one to watch this year. like Sort of like a, 
similar to what Mardes, no, no, it was Mardes's fourth season at Leicester, but I really do think he's going to come on now because like a lot of people are saying in the chat there, Brentford don't, they don't bring in bums. You know what I mean? This fella is a proper player. They got him from Nice as well, where the same lad where Norwich came from. He's a real talent and I really do expect him to kick on in the Premier League this year. Mm. Couple giving a shout out for Ivan Tony, the Brentford striker as well, to watch out. Um, is Brentford in the Premier League? Yeah, they're in the Premier League this year, uh, Phil. Brand new stadium as well. Um, a stadium that's a year old, I think, but we'll have fans in it for the first time properly um, come the right. opening day of the season. I think they're all. Um, Grizz, you're up. And you have gone for Brian Gill from Hill. Hill. <laughs> Gil, same thing. It's a G. Wait, wait, wait. I don't. Why is Phil laughing? I think he's laughing at my pronunciation of Brian Gill. Um, it's not. It's oh. Brian Hill. Um, it's not even a person. He's a winger. He's a winger signed by Spurs. Am I right? Um, yeah. From Ibar, there's a season stats from 2021. 29 games, 49 chances created, four goals, three assists, 16 shots on target, 796 passes, and he failed once again. More or less. Talk to me, Chris. It's someone I think if I was um a scout at Liverpool, I'd 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 I would have had loved to have looked had a look at this player. I rate him that highly on our level. So the fact that he's gone to Spurs hurts me a little bit. But um What age is he? He's young. I don't know his okay. age. Yeah, he looks like young. Gary Neville with long hair. He, do you know yeah, he's actually he they call him Cruyff. They call him Baby Cruyff because he looks well, um, and I, I was going to say I don't I like the look of him. Like you know, you, you wouldn't think, but he's he's graceful, he's quick, his touch. Um, a lot of the I read a piece on him by Sid Lowe, and he compared him to Jose Antonio Reyes, the late Jose Antonio Reyes. Um, I I see where Sid Lowe was coming from. You know, there's me dissing a fucking professional journalist, right? Talking about a player who's probably watched far more than me. But I, but I find this guy, Jose Antonio Reyes, uh, Reyes was about a lot. Was it about power? This guy's more grace, and that's why the comparison where Sean he says some people call him the Spanish Cruyff. Did you say or something? Yeah, they were calling him baby Cruyff. I see, that's I good. see, I see more of that because he's actually graceful. He actually goes past players for fun, Gav. Uh, I think it's a tremendous signing. I don't know how much Spurs are booing for. Anyone know? If um, it was twenty-five million and Lamella, yeah, it's it's a deal. So it's, it's a big deal. Like it was, is it? like, in, and the likes of Barca and Real would have been snapping him up if they weren't in the state state that they were, were in. Broke, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think he's done I a really think, good job in getting them. I think he's. Um, I think he's going to be look, sensational. Um, obviously, the, the turmoil at Spurs with no Kane there. I might not pick him in my dream team now, uh, fantasy league, but but this guy is one to watch for me for sure. Okay, he, he, do you know what? He, similar to the way Elliot is playing in the eight now, like he, this fella is that good with the ball. And I I said I mentioned his name weeks ago on the in the chat when the people were t- Abby was talking about the Spain team going to the Olympics, and I was saying you need to keep an eye on this fella. I, I think he could actually end up being a number eight. In the same sort of role of, as a Luka Modric, that's that's how good he is because he's so good on the ball, so good in possession, um, never ever gives it away. And and the lads are saying there he has a bleeding, he has a serious left foot on him. Like he, 
it's a good sign up, I suppose. I think it's probably the best club for him to go to because, look, we all know that if this lad is anywhere near good enough, uh, Levy be flogging him for 60, 70, 80 million down the line. Yeah. Um, I've Looks gone... like you can sniff out, sniff out a chance around the corner there, Gav. Look at the nose of him. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of shouting there. It's it's baby, baby Stallone, <laughs> someone called him. <laughs> He also, looks like a, he also looks like a cyclist. He'll blow away in the breeze down in London. Someone Look called, him. Someone called baby Stallone. <laughs> in uh, fairness, he managed to finish a game there midway through a stroke, so you have to give him something. <laughs> <laughs> no need. Uh, there was a couple he's of things there. Um, can, you, uh, can, you tell, can you tell Midnight Toker there is a fantasy league Gaff for the trippers, so we we put that out soon. Yeah, the, we, yeah, we sort of fancy league. I'm sure I get the cold and throw it up I on there. I hope feed him when he goes to sports. Seriously, uh, well, hopefully his he hands, do. His hands, the risk metric is is like his, his hands are skinnier than the ah lads. Does he's a cyclist? He's wearing a lighter jersey there and it's baggy on him. Well, listen, I'm gonna go team, for him. Um, Ilias are picking him up to replace Chris Froome. That's what they're doing. Like, that's, that's where Brian Gillen's got the greatest. You take an absolute belter there, you have, and you're slagging me off at Allison. Uh, well, listen, I'm going. I've gone with um, I've gone with Ben White at Arsenal, and I haven't done it to watch him because I rate him. I've gone. I've gone to watch him because I'm. I'm genuinely intrigued how he gets on at Arsenal because I I genuinely think Arsenal have signed him for fifty million quid, and he's is he twenty one twenty? He's 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 young, and I genuinely believe they're going to throw the whole weight of their defense on this fella. I, I genuinely believe that he is he's very class. good. You know, thirty six appearances, eleven clean sheets, forty nine tackles, one hundred and thirty one recoveries, and duels won, um, fifty passes per match, all that sort of stuff. But I just think. I understand them wanting to go away from Brighton and get a bigger club and look to play whatever European football or whatever it might be, right? Um, but my God, I, I fear for him a little bit, and that's why I want to. I, I'm 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 interested in how he does this season because you know the way you say a move can make or break a player. I genuinely think this move could make or break this fella, genuinely, because Arsenal, their history with centre backs and how they get on and how. When things fall apart, everything falls on their centre halves and they get absolutely slaughtered from pillar to post. Um, there's a history to it. And trust me, if it goes bad at Arsenal, he's the fifty million pound man in the middle of the middle of the defence at twenty odd years of age, and they will absolutely annihilate him. And and I fear from a little bit, and that's why I wanted to uh check out um Ben White this season. Um I think that's it. I think we're nearly done. Um so yeah, we are. I think that's it. Grizz, anything else before we go? No, bro. That's good. I'm all good to go. Yeah. Anything you want to announce or say? Or loads of people are asking, is there any updates on Saul and um, other not players no. mentioned? It was just like any updates on anything. No, but I, I, oh, Henderson. Asking about Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. Well, we, we already broke it on the, the Sports Unplugged show on Friday. That hmm. Which Henderson was great, was by group. the way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought really the lads. I thought fair play to uh, Connor and Avi. Yeah. Um, different concept. I thought they done very well. You know, they 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 did, they hid their nervous. I know they were nervous, mm-hmm. both of them, but brilliant. They were brilliant. Good fair play to them. But yeah, Henderson's be- agreed. Henderson's agreed a new deal, so that should be breaking. Hopefully, when we don't oh. sign anyone, so Has the you? FSG the FSG um, propaganda train continues, as Phil would say. So instead of announcing players, we're going to announce another contract. 
That's Curtis saying on the fire for folks' sake. Jesus yeah, well, the Henry yeah. film, the, the, the rumor is that he's agreed a three year deal. And um, I t- it, w- it's not a rumor, what, Gav, what? it's my information. Oh, yeah, your so, information, no, sorry. Not, it's not on the um, But no, I've seen um, something. Is it Kevin Palmer? No, he, no, he, he you know he's what you're No, no, he, he said stuff about um, Van Dyke and, and, and Mo. Mo Salah's contracts as well. He said something. He'll be in my DMs tomorrow. Yeah. So they're all they're all signed up, Eddie. That's great. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. They'll be done as well. Well, Salah that, isn't done. Mo, the, the, what, just before we go, what Chris said about Mo looking happy—that's that's big for me. He does seem he does seem visibly like he knows he's gonna be there now. Yeah, that he's me. He's thrown me with the with the shave of the beard. He's thrown me a bit. He'll be right back tomorrow. Trust me. Yeah, he is. Yeah, right it's gorgeous. Look at, that's a, look that's an injury. Two planes, two buses, and an oven. Yeah. And a hog. Right. That's all um, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Come here. Uh, Shawnee, anything else before we go? Just get down to South St. George's Hall at 9 o'clock on Thursday for a buffet. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. No We're playing a game tomorrow. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah, we are. Uh, Phil, anything else Someone before we go? It, yeah. I'm back on the forum on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. On the forum. My, my special topic is going to be about kits because I love talking about kits. Yeah. He's going to have a big go at Liverpool and Nike. Um, yeah. So. Phil, Phil Knight is ringing the New York Stock Exchange as we speak, telling them to just take the stocks off for the, for the next Tuesday because <laughs> he knows that's well. going to happen. Yeah, Phil's gonna go I'm actually back in Nike on this one now. Yeah. I, I think you're back in Nike, but yeah. We'll the gear is unbelievable. Yeah, we'll this see, season we'll see. We'll see. Come Tuesday, um, yeah, see Klopp's jacket today, lads. Yeah, see Klopp's jacket, Love it. solid. That's a this solid is, this jacket. Is, this is what's going to drive a conversation on the forum on Tuesday. So, it's not my usual. Right? Nike or show you bring back New Balance. This is more. It's more, it's it's the next level on. We have to move on, mm-hmm. and people need to move on from transfers. It's the same idea, right? Well, right. Um, I think that's about it. There's one more super chat I have to put in here from. Um, Billy the Muslim, he says, um, he says, <laughs> he says, Salah 30 Premier League goals, Mane 20 goals, Jota 15 goals, Firmino 10 goals, Alisson Golden Glove 20 clean sheets, Liverpool Champions League and Premier League double. In, read that big Riz, Inshallah. Inshallah. Oh yeah, yeah I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's ex- I'm annoyed now I didn't read that out on my own and we're out looking for help. Billy the Muslim. But um, anyway, Billy the Muslim is confident going into the season. Um, with regards to the rest of the week, because uh, Grizz got all surprised there going, why not Monday? Um, Liverpool are playing tomorrow. So we have got a countdown to kick off before the game and we have a Red Sea full-time after the game. We have a forum on Tuesday. Jamie's away, but we're going to still do a midweek fix on Wednesday. Grizz will be Live from on- the jacuzzi. Live from a jacuzzi in Longford. Um, no, he's not. He's <laughs> off. Um <laughs> Grizz is going to be here on Thursday with the transfery stuff and um, the lads and a preview, I suppose, of Norwich. And the lads will be back with Sports Unplugged on Friday night. Avi and Connor, and there may be, I think there's guests involved there as well this Friday. That is it. That has been the Fatback 4. We are one hour and 40 minutes in. So we are you really, serious? Really well. Yeah. Grizz, yeah, yeah the is it? My, my screw is knocking on the door there telling him he's going to cut off my broadband so we need to get going <laughs> <laughs> down, right. Right. that is it um, <laughs> Phil thanks a million Grizz thanks a million Shawnee thanks a million thanks to everyone for watching and commenting and on your way out if you hit the like button that would be really 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 appreciated okay um, that's it have a good one over and out Sports Social Podcast Network